Welcome to the show. You were just listening to IV with his new track, Lithonia. If you like the sounds, if you want to show support, head over to his Instagram right now. That is 200TWO100 with an underscore. And then we're going to get right into the show. This is the Mike Sounds Nice podcast. I am your host, Swoosh the Sanin. You know, anime lover, avid, otaku, pretty much black nerd aficionado if i do say so myself and right next to me is my co-host for the podcast my main man moody you know the mood bone go ahead and introduce yourself brother i'm moody there's really i have nothing to shout out about myself i'm completely unique i'm a normal man perfectly standard i'm if you go to a character creator on a video game and press random you'll probably get me nine out of ten times and that's and that's pretty much you know we're gonna be your host for the show i think it's a pretty balanced uh setup here you know you got two mcs right Right here, just Mr. Everything Everywhere, and then we got Mr. Humble sitting right next to him. All right, you know, just getting this whole podcast started. The first episode, this is something that's been in the works for a long time. You know, we've talked about it and everything. Um, and we just finally decided it was time we were yeah. gonna we were gonna take action and we were gonna put our voices out there yeah what we were gonna talk about there's no set direction because everything is happening and anything can happen yeah, fuck it. so you know like right like when i when i we're just topical exactly. about anything exactly and today i mean you know like let's just talk about what's been going on what's been going on with you moot you know nothing much really i've been uh doing a lot of thinking you know, that's all I do now. I sit in my room and I think. So I've got a lot to talk about, you know. I'm a man of culture. I'm a man of experience way beyond my years. And so I've got a lot, you know, I've got a lot on my plate that I'm ready to share with the world. I wish. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I wish I had as much to say <laughs> about about myself. You know, I'm 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 living I'm living the and I'm air quoting here, I'm living the millennial struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, check to check. Oh yeah. Uh, ramen noodle every night budget. You oh, know. Yeah. Um, putting those you know dangerous carbon monoxide <laughs> gases into the atmosphere <laughs> with my yeah. with my car and all my just first world music. problems. Yeah. I get it. And then you know every day I just go home and I, I cut on my PlayStation to play that good old Spider Man. You know that that just takes the woes away. Does it though? I feel like it does, man. That's a bad question. Does Swinging. It that's, that, opens up a, that opens up something real bad. Does it, does it though? Does it really take away everything? I, I don't know, man. I'm stuck in this void. You're talking about Spider-Man. I'm stuck in this void of my of my generation's oh, depression. No. Oh, no. So, and you know, I, I think I'm going to go home now and I'm going to get on HuffPost oh. and write a thought piece. Can anybody write a thought piece? Anybody can write a thought piece. 
Really? And now we're getting off topic. <laughs> I mean, this is a every topic's a good topic. I mean, we we're jumping into this from Anchor. If Anchor's letting yeah. us put out podcasts, then HuffPost can let you put out a thought piece. <laughs> okay. This is a wow. This is an open world, isn't it? It is. Sort of like Spider Man. Just like Spider. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! Like, and there are so many ways to get around. There's so many. There's so much access to everything mm-hmm. in the big city. Yeah. Of of New York. I mean, if you're not fast traveling on the subway, you're swinging through. You can even ride on top of a car. You can run. You know, you can run. And you become a familiar face yeah. throughout, you know, all of New York, throughout all of the uh, the rotten apple that is. The apple. <laughs> you know. I've uh, never been to New York, but you have. So uh, you, it's like once. going home for you. It's that playing that game's like. It's like going home. It's nostalgia. New York. It's nostalgia because I actually have a little PlayStation 1, and I, I plugged it in, and then I played the very first level, which I was still horrible at. Oh! And... Like the original uh, Spider-Man game, you mean? The original Spider-Man for the PS1. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Real quick, audience, you know, we got some people in the background. We're, uh... <laughs> I'm gonna roll my window really quick. We're not, we're not in a professional studio or anything, we're just, uh... Give me access to my wild episode, just get loose and just talk. Get loose and talk. They have like a normal conversation, you know. This is. We don't have to pretend we're doing some type of, you know, like really. Oh wait, you really good discussion. But it's fine. I swear to God, sometimes I just want to beat Kevin's ass. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we were it. talking Spider Man. Yeah, we were talking Spider Man. We were talking Spider Man. I didn't know you were talking about the original Spider Man. Yeah, I thought for, you were talking for the about PlayStation like One, brand new Spider Man. I was. I got lost talking about both. Oh, honest. okay, that was fine. I was actually going to say for a second that the last one I played was, like, Spider-Man 2 or whatever. On the PlayStation 2? Yeah. Wild. I've never played that one, but I've heard it's the best. Yeah, that's that's the one where everybody always, like, remembers and wants to do the whole web-slinging thing where you're, like, traveling throughout the world and stuff. Yeah. That's, like, and that's what people got with the new one. Yeah. And you can do that, too, and then you can also see, like, all the landmarks from the Marvel Universe, like, you can see uh, Avengers Tower. Oh, yeah. You can see the Sanctum Sanctorum uh, from, <laughs> yeah. that's Doctor Strange's little hideout. Yeah. Um, the one place sense. I haven't seen was the Baxter Building. The Baxter Building? What's that, that? I think that's the Fantastic Four. That that's sense that's their, their That's their place? Like, I haven't, I didn't see that. But I think that they're not a part of the new Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. They, they aren't yet. Yet, yeah. They aren't yet. That's true. But, um... But you know, in the first one, their building was there. Was it in the in the like original first, first in the original one? PlayStation yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, the building was there. But I have a theory mm. with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I I okay. feel like it's coming true. Like on a scale of conspiracy theories, is this like the JFK was shot with one bullet, like the magic bullet, mm. or? the Freemasons fucked Kanye. Like, where's the conspiracy level here? Which one is more probable on that scale? Honestly, probably the magic bullet. I can't... I don't think Kanye got fucked. It's closer to magic bullet. Okay, okay. So, like, what I was gonna say is that the way the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and the other Marvel entities mm-hmm. or the Fox and Sony-owned entities yeah. of Marvel characters would join the current MCU, Disney's MCU, mm-hmm. would have to do with the Infinity Stone because if you guys saw Infinity War this year, then you know Thanos has collected all of the Infinity Stones and at the end of the movie, 
Fuck spoilers. We're going there. You should have yeah, seen the movie by so now. It's been out for so long, dude. It's been out for fucking months. Dude. Already. No way nobody knows. More than five months, man. You got enough time to see that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he knows. He, he snaps his fingers and erases half of the life on universe, on the, in the whole universe. Yeah. Epic ass shit. I loved it. I loved the movie just for that. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Because I was like, yo, they, they can't have this movie and not do that. Yeah. They can't, have, they can't have this movie, these characters, this cast and not do that. Yeah. But, you know, he erases half the life in the entire universe. Mm-hmm. I think in restoring it, something is going to happen with the Infinity Gauntlet and its energies mm-hmm. that brings the X-Men and the other characters into the universe. Because they are restoring the universe. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it really doesn't make sense how it is now for the X-Men to exist in that world and not have been in the fight. Right. With Thanos, unless they didn't exist yet. Right. So they have to be, like, basically rebuilding everything from the ground up. In the original comic books, did, did you read any of the comics or anything like that? Um, I've read a couple. I've, uh, I've, I've read a couple of the old ones. Now, I did read the original Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like, a good number of characters were killed off in that one, too. But I know that the X-Men... Some of the X-Men were present. I don't know if... That's uh, what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if the X-Men were already established then. Because they, if, if so, then these movies are basically completely rewriting history now. Like, they, they were, but there were also X-Men who um who were killed. There were, there were X-Men who were killed off mm-hmm. in the event. And Wolverine was present for the fight with Thanos okay. in the yeah. Infinity Gauntlet storyline. But then again, Wolverine, um, in the Marvel comics, he's like a free floater. Yeah. He's kind of a free agent. He goes from team to team. That makes sense. So he goes from like the X Force to the X Men to the Avengers. Yeah. You can pretty much spot him with any I mean, superhero. He's the most group. popular character, so I mean, people are going to want to see him everywhere. Debate. Movie wise, I, I mean, yes. like, he's just the most popular. I don't think he's the best. Movie wise, he's not my favorite. But... I would say so, movie wise, but comic wise, Spider Man. All day. I think. Well, yeah, of course, Spider Man's the most popular. Front runner for Marvel. Yeah, but I mean, out of the X Men. Out of the, yeah. Wolverine's the most popular. Yeah. Followed probably, I don't even know who he'd be followed by. I don't think Cyclops is up there. Speaking of X-Men, did you see the Dark Phoenix trailer? No, I didn't. You didn't? Mm -mm. I'm I'm not a huge movie watcher in general. The only movies I've watched in recent years are basically the Marvel movies and then some shit that's not popular at all. A lot of indie shit. I mean, the... Okay, well, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna... We'll we'll get into it. Tell me about it. So the next title in the X-Men film franchise series is the dark phoenix okay and this is a very popular title comic wise along with days of future past which as an x-men film was actually one of my favorites but with the new cast of x-men um i'm kind of not feeling it i wasn't really into it after the apocalypse movie it was kind of a letdown Mm -hmm. because again apocalypse is in the x-men universe translating over to marvel apocalypse is pretty much thanos level okay yeah that makes sense he's like he's like the og unstoppable guy and he he had some build up mm-hmm. you know during the end credit sequences you would kind of see them getting ready for him but his movie yeah. didn't come out good his his costume design was kind of off okay um you know the four horsemen i i guess their selections were all right but they were still kind of slept on mm-hmm. but the dark phoenix it it just doesn't have me hype the way i would want it to and also because of the previous trilogy from the early 2000s it seems like all those movies were about was well i won't say that was the focus of them but 
number one, Wolverine always came first. Yeah. And all of He still does. Like, yeah. Well, that makes sense. not anymore now that Hugh Jackman is out of the X-Men game. Is he out of it? He's he's out of it. I'm pretty sure he is. This is... Because that's wild. After... He's uh, like the face that is Wolverine now. Apocalypse and Logan were his last two appearances as Wolverine. Has anyone else played Wolverine since, though? No one has. I think he'll come back then. He has to. I don't know, man. They he, can't, they, I don't think they'll let him go. He put in 17 years. <laughs> that is 17 That's crazy. Yeah, I think he's going to put in 17 more. No, 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 no. I mean, I guess people said the same thing about Tony McGuire for Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Like, people probably didn't think that they were going to pull off another Spider-Man without Tobey Maguire being the face. And here we are. Here we are with that kid. I don't know his name. He did a great job. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. There it is. Tom Holland. And you know what? Marvel. Marvel's playing their cards right with him because Mm -hmm. with his contract, we'll get to see him go from high school to uh, college level. So we'll see more of like the Sinister Six. Yeah. And so we'll see like Kurt Connors, the lizard Mm -hmm. and all of the people he meets in college as well as, like, some of the foes he makes in high school. Yeah, I didn't even think about logistically how much sense it made to have such a young Spider-Man, but it makes a lot of sense. And then we'll probably get, we'll, we'll get an older Aunt May, too. Marissa Tomei, you know, they, she she had a quality makeup crew and everything in Homecoming, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, the age is going to start to show in the later years. They're going to start taking that color out of her hair and easing up on that foundation, and we're going to we're gonna see the Aunt May that we know and not... The hot... Yeah, we're not, not made that everyone wants to bang. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not finding a a certain Aunt May. Okay. <laughs> thick Aunt May. Thick. Yeah, thick. <laughs> so, yeah. I was actually like the first time I went to go see it, mm-hmm. the person I was with. Uh, he saw her, and it was during the montage where he was where they were getting ready for the homecoming, yeah. and she was teaching him how to dance. He just leaned over. He's like, man. She has no butt. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, really? really? Like, she barely fit in the frame. What is he talking about? Like, man, I don't know what he's talking about, man. Like, dude. I was like, man, like, do I have a fiber deficiency? Because that's some thick oatmeal right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> do I have a fiber deficiency? All right. But, yeah, see, you know a fuck ton about comics and the lore in behind Marvel and, like, everything related to it. Clearly, by the way you're talking, like it's, you know a lot. Me, all of the information I know, I got tangentially from like these Marvel movies, from Marvel versus Capcom, and then like just in my own independent research on like wiki pages, yeah, like stuff like that. I see. I don't know a ton. Like I, I know the characters you're saying, mm-hmm. but like I don't know anything about them. When you said Dark Phoenix, I, I know the character Phoenix. It has to be about her, right? I didn't know. I don't. There, there are blanks that I still have yet to fill in okay. in learning about comics, but I know that the Dark Phoenix and the Phoenix Force is like. Does it, it involve the character Phoenix? It, well, to to say that is to well, you have to understand what the Phoenix is first. Okay, fair and, enough. And the Phoenix is like the it's it's already a dark presence because it corrupts Jean Grey. Yeah, she she can never control it. And Jean Grey was Miss Marvel. She is Miss Marvel. Okay, but so they've, okay. she's not Miss Marvel. She's Marvel Girl. Okay. Her superhero name is Marvel Girl. The Miss, jeez, man, like. Okay, there's a lot. There's you a don't lot see DC back. doing this. <laughs> this is the last one up DC has. Yeah. Like, like there's no Captain DC in. That's true. DC Bat Super DC. 
I guess the closest thing to that is um, Batman, right? Wonder DC. Or Superman. I, oh, I don't know. Forget about Superman. I guess green. Superman's green. And being like, I'm Marvel's girl. I don't know. They like, I don't know. There's there's Miss, mm-hmm. Captain, mm-hmm. and then Girl. Yeah. So I think that those little prefixes and suffixes. I could have sworn they were all the same person. Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Those are shared monikers between people. Okay. So th- I think there's the current Captain Marvel, the one we're going to get. Gotcha. Started as Miss Marvel. Okay. And then Cat then the Miss the new Miss Marvel is I think uh a young Muslim girl in the current continuity. Wow. I think it's really cool. It is that is cool. Her uh, her origin was pretty tight, man. I appreciated that. I'm all for diversity in anything. Because yeah. I think it just makes it more cool. You know, like I'm a mixed man myself, so maybe that plays into it a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't be too much of a fan if like the entire X Men crew was just a bunch of white guys and <laughs> white women. Women, you know. Yeah. It's like it's cool that I don't know. I mean, they do have that. What's his name? Night Crawler. Crawler. Who's German? Is he? I just thought he was blue. He's German. <laughs> All right. I thought he was a part of a blue race. If you no, he's not. <laughs> okay. He's. I, he's the son of like a demon. Okay, well, I guess technically he's a different ethnicity. Kind of otherworldly. Kind of like I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about his origin, but I know he's like the son of another teleporter. Yeah. Well, basically, what it all comes down to is like it would be boring to have an entire superhero crew or cast be any one ethnicity, be a white man or just a, an entire black, you know, or Native American. Let me thing. let me think of like three diverse X-Men. Okay. Starting with Nightcrawler. Okay. German. I mean, that's still white, but... Christian. Okay. Blue. German, Christian, blue. Magneto. Okay. Jewish. Okay. So, he's from somewhere in Europe. He's, look, Jewish Holocaust survivor. I think, like... I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> okay. He's, he's a Holocaust survivor. He's Jewish. Um, and European. And European. There you go, in European. So you just uh, want three defining factors for Wolverine. Everyone is okay. Canadian. Okay, didn't know that. From he's born in like the eighteen hundreds, okay. so he's you know he's bringing age into it. These are two things I didn't know about Wolverine. Uh, yeah, man, that guy's been around a while. Um, you know, where and they say white people have no culture, man. <laughs> we just. I think they say Americans have no culture. White Americans have no. Culture. White Americans have no culture. Now the X Men, totally different story. Oh, you know what? Bonus points. Mm-hmm. Gambit. Yeah. Um, he was. He's from a family of gypsies. Okay. He's got that. They got the Cajun flavor. The Raging Cajun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Gambit, Gambit and Rogue. You know, we'll throw them in together as a combo. Okay. Both. Uh, you know, from Nola. Nola. On the Nola, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, eating that gumbo, po, po boys, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, a little, little, little fat Tuesday couple right there. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh man, so we've gone on this whole tangent about Marvel, man. I can't even remember where things start and where things end with this. We all started from, uh, well, it started with Spider Man, but then we worked into the uh, Infinity War, and then like, uh, yeah, with Thanos destroying the whole world and stuff. I mean, I don't know exactly what we were talking about with it or what you were talking about with it, but we got into theories and everything, man. Like this. Oh is, yeah, it was your theory about it the was. X-Men. It was my theory, and then yeah. we got into it and everything, and that's that's great or whatever. But 
you know what? Yeah, let's just jump right into it. What else is going on in the world? Oh man, look, man. In the I, age of information, this is like what the the era of accountability, because so okay. many so many people are like, yeah, I don't want to say getting busted, but are being exposed, yeah, for their for past crimes. The age of exposing, maybe the age of exposing. <laughs> Accountability is probably better, but yeah, the age of accountability. I don't know, man. A lot of exposing. Exposing the word exposing has been claimed by the internet. Yeah, absolutely. for 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 revenge porn. Like, yeah, that's true. pretty much. We actually live in a really like I think we live in an inevitable like present right now, a present that was inevitable when the information age started, because as soon as the information age came into existence, there was always going to be a point where information became unreliable and everyone like the mass the masses started to question everything there was it was always going to come a point like that and that's where we're in right now and it, it really got big when you know i don't want to make this a discussion about this guy because there's too many but president trump when he said the phrase fake news mm. <laughs> as soon as he said the, the phrase fake news everybody initially made fun of it because they were like, that's stupid. What do you mean fake news? How are you going to call news fake? But now, look where we are. Where everybody uses the phrase fake news. And it's like, nobody trusts any of the major sources at all. And everyone believes the slightest thing that they see on Facebook and Twitter. With no corroboration. Like, no, like, like nothing to back it up. Just because it didn't come from a major source and stuff like that. This was an, like, an inevitable future for us. And I kind of am scared to see what happens next out of it. I mean, memes are the new news. That's true. Memes memes and screenshots are how you get your news now. <laughs> That's actually kind of true, yeah. So like you you screen like, you know, there I don't think anybody's actually going out and getting stories so much anymore so much as it is someone who's probably just like, you know, they wake up, they open up their laptop, mm-hmm. they got separate tabs for Twitter. Yeah, they got their they got a work phone that gets like all the notifications mm-hmm. for who's tweeting. Yeah, and then it's just like boom, as soon as like somebody's hands hit the keyboard, yeah, and their phone buzzes, it's like screenshot, mm-hmm. and already is another article up. Absolutely, it's just Reddit, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Those are like the four hubs of information that people just gravitate to, and it's just a big circle of information that just happens. It's like a a, a funnel. Of information just gets shit down all of these websites and not only is it like the misconstruity of the news or of anyone's message but it's like mm-hmm. messages and causes we we've become so comfortable with our technology as a way to show our our support and our activism that like we we're just kind of everything is just in one ear and out the other i feel like with news yeah. Like nothing can be taken too serious. Nothing is really taken or treated with a, a sense of, you know, severity or caution. Like as soon as Nike launched the new campaign campaign yeah, with, with Colin, Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, I saw that and I went and I watched the commercial. I was like, Man, that's that's heavy, man. That's I, thought, yeah, I thought it was a good commercial. I did. I thought it was a good commercial as well. And then the next morning it was like everybody had their own memes and parodies and I was like, Man, did that commercial like even sink in a little bit like yeah that's true like i mean does the cause still have its meaning if we're paradizing it yeah and i think with parodies and stuff like that with memes and stuff it it has a double effect 
where it tells people how to feel about something, right? Well, the Nike campaign came out, and most people didn't even watch it first. Most people saw what you're talking about. They saw the memes first. Right. And the memes are always construed in a way where it's parodying it or it's, like, has that person's take on it. Mm-hmm. And when people see that, that's how they'll feel. You know, if that's their first introduction to the ad, they're now going to feel what that person feels about the ad, the one who parodied it, right? So, like, if somebody, like, when people saw people just burning shoes, like, if I, the first time I got on Twitter and saw the ad at all, it was because I saw someone retweet somebody burning Nikes. And I was like, okay, what happened here? And this person was burning Nikes, and, like, it had a fuck ton of retweets and likes and, and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I had no idea that the ad even happened. Right. But but already this is the more popular and more present in people's minds that people are burning shoes. And so people already have the inclination like, oh, Nike fucked up. Nike did something wrong. And there's a justification for for this to be happening. And everything was swayed so fast. So it went from the campaign ad, the launch of the campaign ad, Mm -hmm. to the memes... Yeah. Two people burning shoes, and then it was like a minor response in which Nike released like some Air Air Monarchs yeah. that had fake burn marks on them. And yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that was really good. But no, we were you you and you made a good point about that, and I think my point was pretty good about it as well. On um, people just getting what what is the word that I'm looking for? People just get they get well exposed to a piece of media that somebody else has made out of somebody else's piece of media and that is the, since that's their first look at it they're already inclined to feel a certain way about it before they even see the original piece of media and get to make their own decisions. And speaking of like the influence that it has um one example we're just going to transition right into the next topic mm-hmm. would be with Blockboy JB and Fortnite. What happened there? This, so, this is my first introduction to this. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure you have, if you may not know who he is as an entertainer, but I'm pretty sure you may have at least like heard one or two songs. And I have. You've I've heard some certain. You've certainly seen the dances. The dance. I've, I've seen the dance. I've, I heard his song with Drake originally. Look Alive. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I heard that and I've heard some other stuff he's done. And the, the shoot song was like the, the single that really like took off. And that's yeah. the one that was accompanied by the dance. Yeah, you know? the shoot dance. Yep. Yeah. So, Fortnite, like many other games, like 2K especially. Um, 2K's got a whole section of emotes now that you can do called hit em Yeah. Emotes, and they all incorporate that. So, like, move. online dances are part of just, you know, I, don't, I guess digital culture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that digital culture is further, you know, um, from, it goes from social media to entertainment Mm -hmm. and in that section of entertainment, of course, is the video game. So, you know, you're playing your game, you finish a match and you do the dance. Well, Blockboy JB's issue with Fortnite is that Fortnite took his dance, but, (laughs) but they're, they're not crediting it as the, as the shoot dance. Like, And so now, like, people are coming over to Blockboy JB's video, mm-hmm. and they're like, yo, he's doing the Fortnite, yo, he's, okay. he's hitting the Fortnite. And it's like, I, okay. could, I could see that issue there. And yeah, he, like, called him out on Twitter about it, and I don't even think he's, like, chasing a check yeah. in, going, in going after Fortnite. He I just mean, wants credit where credit's due, I guess. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that makes enough sense. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think it's fine for him to get upset about it. And I also think it's fine from the other perspective of not getting upset about it. Yeah. Because, like, 
you're the thing you've created is getting exposure. The exposure is not being credited back to you, which sucks. Yeah. In almost every situation, but Fortnite is the biggest. It's probably the single biggest video game on the planet. One of the biggest pieces of media on the planet right now. Absolutely. Um, and so getting something you've made at all on that big of a platform for everyone to see, I think is pretty pretty great already. And it's not like his dance was. It's not like that's the first time that's happened, right? Like Childish Gambino mm-hmm. in This Is America, that that song, and the video for that song, he does the dance with the, the group of uh, kids that he has dancing with him in that part of the video. Mm-hmm. He does the dance, and there's no mention of Blackwood JB or uh, calling it the shoe dance or anything like but that. But it's so recognizable, no one would that everybody would know it because yeah. also in seeing children do it, of course kids are going to recognize that dance yeah. because kids are probably a bigger part of the audience that takes in mm-hmm. that much music and that much media. 100%. And for, with Fortnite specifically, the demographic for that game is largely like teenagers and kids. Yeah. So, I mean, I, would, I, I wouldn't be too mad if something I made got onto Fortnite because I know that just having it in front of that many eyes, people will naturally gravitate to me as well because they'll be looking for the source of the dance. Everybody knows, even if you're a teenager, even if you're a kid, everyone knows that Fortnite dances have been taken from other popular, like, pieces of media, popular dances, popular crazes, and stuff like that. So they're going to look for the source of it. And I would be happy with that, but I understand getting upset that you weren't credited. I think with this one, he can, like, take the good out of the bad and say, like, yeah, so my dance made it into a popular video game. Yeah, yeah, and say, like, that's sick and stuff. Thank you, Fortnite, and stuff like that. He could have been... He could have... I think both routes of action are okay, okay here. Yeah. Like the th- the saying, thank you, Fortnite, for including my dance. This is awesome. And then also being like, come on, Fortnite, really? You didn't even, like, say shoot dance in the title or say, like, the block boy dance or anything like that with it? Okay. I Absolutely. It. Now, I think, like, the difference with this, I so will say another dance, uh, the hotline bling dance, you know? Yeah. Uh, that made it into 2K. Yeah. But 2K just changed the name of it to the hotline sling, okay. I think. <laughs> Right, like yeah. now I feel it. Now I know they couldn't call it Hotline Bling probably because of legal issues. Yeah, but then again, break, break. Drake is a more popular artist. Yeah, than than Blockboy JV. I think Blockboy JV is uh he's still on the rise. He's got like a lot more potential, mm-hmm. and he's Drake. Has he's far and away made it. Yeah, and Drake is very successful. He's still mm-hmm. fairly successful. His career is still going on. Yep. and Blockboy JV is still on the rise. So, mm-hmm. um. I don't. I don't blame him for wanting credit for his dance. Yep. Because his dance is gonna lead people back to the music. Yep. You know. Um, exactly. And so, continuing to hold people accountable, there's a, in the especially in the nerd community, one figure that has caught a lot of heat this year is a cosplayer by the name oh, okay. of Yeah. I knew. I knew. I knew immediately where you were gonna go with it. Cause I'm in that I'm in that circle. That's 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 what I follow. Okay, so great. So now we've got we've got a topic that we we're both pretty educated on. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about these topics at all beforehand, but I knew immediately no. as soon as you said cosplay circle, I knew that you were going to talk about. And I say that because I also bring it up not only because of just the news, but uh, humble brag, I'm going to be at a uh, comic convention next week my very first one okay cool i thought you had a comic-con like thing here later <laughs> damn spoiled it and so oh okay my bad <laughs> it's so <laughs> i thought you had to go to it already to get this so i thought you went to another one before but all right um no um 
but yeah, the reason I mention it is because also, you know, when registering mm-hmm. and purchasing the badges to access the convention, mm-hmm. one thing they highlighted in the registration was now that they have a large anti-harassment policy. Okay, gotcha. And I think seeing that as a first-time convention-goer or con-goer, I guess, or mm-hmm. attendee, um, it it tells it's very telling about the community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I think that that has to be a thing for any big, like, uh, gathering of people, though. You know, like, where it's an organized thing, there has to be that in the description for when you're purchasing a thing. You know, it's just like a terms and conditions page. You know what I mean? I mean, but for the terms and conditions to be... Don't fuck anybody? Yeah, don't, you know, (laughs) hey, don't, don't, you know, don't put your hands on people in a certain way and that in a way that they don't want to be touched and for those of you listening if you're not aware you know when you go to some of these conventions or music festivals Mm -hmm. there are men and women there who may put on a costume or cosplay and dress as a certain character or figure and dressing as that character means that they'll be a little less clothed, you know, they may have their... Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes they're more clothed. Sometimes they're more clothed, sometimes they're less clothed, and people, they forget how to act, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those things, right? Like, comic conventions are really unique because there's no other gathering like this where there are people, just normal, everyday people who dress up, and then at, as part of dressing up, you become one of the attractions at the event. Right, yeah. like anybody can, and then people will come up to you. They'll want pictures and stuff like that. They'll want um, to just kind of hang out and talk about shared interest if you're dressed as something that they like, something like that. Um, like it's where the, it's somewhere where the people who purchase tickets to go and access the event as um, patrons, I guess I don't actually know the word I'm looking for. They also become the reason to go to the show. Like they become the attraction. So let's talk about you know some of the things that have gone on so you may ask like how can this happen mm-hmm. at an event like this you know it can be something as simple as taking a picture where a guy might go up to a girl and you know they take a picture and he reaches in and puts his hand somewhere it's not supposed to be yeah or a girl might be wearing a skirt and she's going up or downstairs and a guy's like taking pictures up her skirt yeah. or a guy might walk past and kind of slap her behind mm-hmm. and people will take that, those kind of, uh, liberties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just they they will, I mean, they, no, I you know, and, and so, you know, how does this, how does Momokun translate into this? What, what did she do? Moody? So Momokun is a female cosplayer, right? And, um, the reason that that, plays into this is because normally you would you would assume that a story like this comes from a male doing something wrong with recent events and everything but she's a female cosplayer who got in a bit uh got a bit of fire from the community because other female cosplayers came forward and said that she had sexually harassed them by touching them in areas that they were not comfortable being touched in and momokun didn't find anything wrong with it because she was a female and she thought that she was just having fun with friends but a few of the other female cosplayers when they came forward they had very they they clearly they were not okay with the way that momokun had touched them and momokun then issued several apologies um 
of varying sincerities, I guess you could say, uh, or var varying uh, ways of coming across uh, on in, on her Instagram. But were but would you would, do you think the apologies were sincere at all? Do you think there was any sincerity? Because the very first time, no, because she definitely didn't seem like she thought she did anything wrong. No, I did. I did my homework on Mama Coon. Mm -hmm. You know, I was doing a different kind of homework at the time, yeah. but <laughs> but I, yeah. I, you know, hey, it's in the age of information, ignorance is a choice. So That's I true. still decided to to look and see what was going on. You know, I was looking up uh, her her photo sets. I'm not ashamed to say it, and. Yeah. I also found like a Reddit. There was just a Reddit that was like bashing her. Yeah, that's what I was about to like kind of cut in and say. It's like when you're looking up someone like this, who's a who does what she does and cosplays, and her main thing of like the main thing she's selling is her face and her body and things like that. Yes. When you're looking up information about these people, yeah, you gotta be careful not to go to the wrong places because there's tons of message boards. And just places on the internet where hive minds of people who just shit on people are lurking. And they just they just post tons of information. Like, it's not, it's never corroborated. Like, it's never, like, backed up with stuff. But they'll post tons of garbage, hateful shit about people. So you do got to be careful when you do your research on these people. Because you might find yourself in a cesspool. I think, I think... But with in in this instance, like I'm looking, not bashing you or how you no no no, absolutely not. I think in this instance though, from what I had seen, I I did filter through the hate. Yeah, and I saw like hate, I saw nitpicks, and then I saw concerning behavior. Yeah. So you know the concerning behavior would be, um, sexual assault because that is what that was. Yeah. Um, nitpicks were things like. All where her her cosplays fall apart, um, you know her cosplays aren't put together well. She buys her cosplay; she doesn't make them by hand. Mm -hmm. um, now, in the community, in the cosplay community, I understand that's like a cardinal sin, mm. especially if you're trying to profit yeah. off of that. Mm -hmm. um, I understand how that is not a nitpick, but instead very concerning. Mm. Um, but from the outside looking in, it just seems like more of a nitpick. Yeah, for and normal then, guys like us, it's just like a it doesn't it doesn't register to us yeah and then also i've i've seen you know some screen caps of her saying some controversial things or oh, just yeah. doing controversial behavior yeah. online and i think this sexual assault is just the straw that broke the camel's back yeah um especially because what goes around comes around i remember at one point somebody had taken a screen cap of her you know shaming someone for doing uh, some some risque photo shoots. Yeah. And absolutely. And here we are now, 2018. You know, she's supposed she does some online streaming and yeah. and I've I've kept up with it and that online streaming is it's it's past it's pornography. And she does a lot she did a hand bra thing online. I mean, I think already what she was doing with her Patreon was porn. It was it was softcore. Yeah, it's always softcore. Yeah. She's she's doing like POVs and mm -hmm. having you know hands-on kind of videos and things like that. If yeah. that's what you're subscribed, that's that's softcore porn. Yeah, absolutely. That's what a lot of the like lewd cosplay Patreon people do. It's it's just softcore pornography. I mean, but it sells obviously. Yeah. Right, like Jessica Negri 
is the most popular. Mm -hmm. Like face the face of the cosplay world, probably. I don't think that it's a stretch to say that. But um, she does softcore pornography. I mean, that's all it is. And right? just and just for the record, we're not upset with Momokun no, or not. any cosplayers who do these types of photo shoots or videos. Yeah, I got no problem with it. You know, we're we're not shaming anyone who does any kind of uh, sex work or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We're we're shaming the toxic behavior. Yeah, absolutely. That they're that they're emitting. Yeah, like Momokun did something bad. Like she did some fucked up shit, right? Like she was touching she was touching people that didn't want to be touched in the ways that she was touching them. And then she was also like shaming other people for doing the very work that she profits from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There was a, one specific instance of that that I saw. Um I can't confirm if it was true or not, so I probably shouldn't even say it, but she was um she once shamed somebody for doing a cosplay of someone who may or may not have been underage. Mm -hmm. And then she then proceeded to do a photo shoot of a lewd version of uh, Kana, I believe, which was a, like, little dragon girl from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Really? She did a lewd photo shoot of that dragon who was clearly a child on the oh. show. And so okay. kind of a double standard thing, hypocrisy and stuff like that. But again, I think that is one of those nitpicks because you go back in time and take a tweet of hers from like 2014 mm -hmm. where she's bashing somebody and then take her photo set from 2018 where she's doing the same thing she was bashing on someone for. I think that it's kind of a nitpicky thing. Yeah. That's one thing that people do a lot now is drag tweets up from a long time ago. And and anybody can get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like like we said earlier in the podcast, this is the the era of accountability. Yeah. You know? Your your ghosts are coming back to haunt you, man. Everything is coming back around full circle. Yeah. A lot of people who try to do the exposing of other people end up getting exposed themselves as well. Yeah. That happens all the time. Yeah. Like you try to drag somebody for something, and then someone's like, well, look at this tweet you did back in 2011. And it's like saying the, just like full front, like saying the N-word. Like, like... <laughs> you, know you know what's weird about it is that like anybody who is getting exposed or dragged or whatever anyone who's having that tweet brought up as far as i've seen has not said like hey i was i was younger or you know time has passed since then or i've learned from it mm -hmm. i apologize yeah. I, have you seen that i i've actually seen that quite a bit like i think that it's become the default now yeah yeah i think so like there there are there are still people who they get dragged like that, and then they're like, well, fuck you, I didn't do anything wrong, what's wrong with that, you know, fuck it. Do there's there's still people like that who don't give do a shit. Doja Cat. <laughs> yeah. Doja Cat. Man. Yeah. And then um, there are people who just do the very cookie cutter thing now, which is saying, I was younger, I made mistakes, I'm different now. That's like the cookie cutter thing to say. Yeah. It's just like, that's the default apology now, and I think that that's kind of fucked up too. Really? Like, I, I think it's kind of fucked up too, because... Everybody can say it now. It, people have seen it work, like with PewDiePie. I mean, like, he said the N-word on a stream one day mm -hmm. when he was playing PUBG. He said it. I, that's a bit of a different situation, though, because his whole community kind of was just like, hey, he didn't do anything wrong. I was a bit like, oh, yikes. I don't know I don't about know, that. Man. Like, but, but what's weird about it is, like, some of these people are younger and some of them are older. You feel like you can learn from the older people's yeah. mistakes. Yeah. But things like the, um, was it Logan Paul, uh, Logan Paul who went to the suicide force in Japan? Yes. And filmed the dead body? Yes. Uh, like, he came out, like, weeks after it happened and was like, look, I fucked up, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change and stuff. Like, and then he 
tried to portray that he had changed over the course of like a, a month after the incident happened. And that's kind of like, man, I get that you're trying to save your image, but there's no way that a human being changes like that, like that fast. You know, you can't, I don't, I don't think that his mindset shifted at all. And then it was pretty clear from his future actions that he definitely was still the same immature guy as before. Even people in the industry who like, or other people who aren't in the industry who get their tweets dragged up from like five years ago. I mean, it's just a thing. How do you know? You can't know somebody's being sincere with an apology. It's just like you, they have to put on an acting show for you, right? And you have, they have to like try to pretend that they're believable. And after that, after the apology, the ball is back in your court. Absolutely. And so it's, it's up to you to either accept the apology and see that they've changed. And if you accept it, then the, the ball is kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of on the line because after that, you know, you've accepted it, it. and you you're you're gonna forgive on that one you're not gonna forget hopefully hopefully but it's on them now to show you that they've changed yeah i don't know man a lot of people just let lay low for a little while and then get back to the old grind and just kind of watch what they say from that point on the the big thing for me is knowing that the person knows that they fucked up right like I want I want to I want to be able to actually believe that the person knows that they did something bad. And I don't think that that's something that can come across in a video apology or in a text apology definitely not. Like you have to actually know the person. For yeah. That, for that to happen and that can't happen. So when someone fucks up for me, I don't want to say that like for me personally it's a death sentence for that person, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, I can't. I don't like anything you do anymore at all. Like I liked X X's music. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Right, I liked the way his music sounded. As soon as the things came out about him being a like, domestic abuser and all that, as soon as that stuff came out, I was immediately like, "I don't respect this person." You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna be purchasing this person's music. I'm not gonna be endorsing this person or anything like that. I'll still listen to it on Spotify. I like the music, but I can't be associated with the person. I'm able to do that, right? Right. I'm able to have that like kind of a dichotomy but i can't i don't know man i i when someone messes up messes up bad it takes a lot it takes a lot to show that they've changed and i don't think anybody can do it on the internet not at all um and to show and talking about changing and talking about you know separating the artist from the music i think the biggest one and this is carried over since last year and the year before i think it dates all the way back to 2004 and the original incident took place over 40 years ago is with bill cosby yeah yeah that's true bill bill fucking cosby man heathcliff huxtable i i'm 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 gonna say it now because i've already said it online bill bill's gonna he's gonna die in jail yeah absolutely i feel like he is now I know everyone has come forth and said their two cents. Now there are some people who are even like, I wish, or I hope. Now I don't, I don't wish that I don't wish death like yeah. that on anyone. But yeah. I definitely, but man, just as old as Bill is, and the sentence and, he got, and the sentence he got with the way we've heard about the way he's being treated now. Yeah, pudding for your first meal. That's that's psychological torture. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, it really is. Like this, this man's, he's 
kind of dead. Like, he's walking dead, man. And kinda. then... I'm going to edit that out. Yeah, no pause necessary. <laughs> and then another thing that came from uh, from Bill's first day, first day in the new house, is uh, someone someone threw a stale hot dog bun at him, and he fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. That's not funny. That's hilarious. Okay, you're right. That's it hilarious. is funny. It is actually funny. That... Because I gotta, like, I gotta stop thinking of Bill Cosby as Bill Cosby and more as like a sex offender. I, I, <laughs> because Bill Cos Bill Cosby Googly has yeah. that, that that Bill Cosby sound has never been funny, nor has it like it to me it never has been. Okay. But yeah. for Bill to have on his prison grays or prison blues yeah. or whatever, they you know what, they probably gave him like some sweater, like a sweater jumpsuit. Hey, yeah. Like, patterned all the way up and down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and someone just took a brittle-ass hot dog bun. It's just, <laughs> it is, it's not like a, a Kroger hot dog bun. It's a, it's a prison bun. Yeah. So, you know, like, you get, bun. well, you know, a bun you get from the store, you know, you know, you let it get stale, probably feels like a crack or something. That thing yeah. probably felt like a brick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At eighty one too, Bill. <laughs> oh, shit. God, Bill, you're 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 past borrow time. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. I didn't even hear about that. That's funny. <laughs> that funny. Hey, go to that nigga Bill. <laughs> oh shit. How do you handle old people in prison anyway? Like they gotta have their own separate like area right he's still famous too so i know they got him like you know sectioned off yeah probably probably can't risk any more hot dog bun deaths (laughs) and also like with with uh technology you know i think people like edit videos and everything Mm -hmm. and um i think you know it was bill what, what was the video he was like walking out somewhere and i think somebody may have edited a voice clip about the rape allegations into the clip but it was him walking and then you just hear him just go hey 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 and i was like bill if you really i the whole time i I didn't believe it Mm -hmm. at all because i was like there's no fucking way way like like, yeah he just walked out of there like bill what do you have to say about those allegations (laughs) (laughs) hey 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 everybody forget about this it's oh shit like, I mean, what what is Bill going to do when he gets to the pool? I gave you niggas fat Albert. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Like, like what, what, what are they going to say, man? And, and Bill, um, I had read about this after uh, Hugh Hefner had passed away. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is like an industry rumor or if this is fact. But in an article I read, it was, you know, of course it was talking about, it was talking down on Hef because of the way he treated the women in the Playboy house. Yeah. But it was also said that he and Bill exchanged quaaludes and there is, yes. I'm not ignorant as to what quaaludes are. Quaaludes are date rapes. Oh, okay. The drug? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Wolf of Wall Street. I heard there's a pretty funny scene involving quaaludes. Okay. Um, Never seen it, but yeah. Add it to your watch list. Okay. Um, yeah, but Bill had, you know, if you don't know the story already, Bill 
40 years ago, he had, you know, spiked some women's drinks and yes. and uh, done some hey, hey, hey's with them yeah. <laughs> Fuck. behind uh, closed doors. And now these women are coming back and, and they're holding Bill accountable. Yeah. I mean, you've seen Eddie Murphy's stand-up specials, right, back in the day. Yeah. I mean, he talks about it in one of his stand-up specials. He talks about Bill Cosby doing, mm-hmm. doing some shit like that. And, you know, at the time, people were all probably just thought it was a joke. I know? mean... Uh, yeah. And again, like all things, this is not just something coming full circle, but this is, I feel like, the pot calling the kettle black. Because over a decade ago, Bill Cosby gave his famous pound cake speech. And at the time reading it, you would you would think it was a call to action for African-Americans yeah. to hold ourselves accountable yeah. for our community and things that were going on you know you you know don't blame it on the white man anymore mm-hmm. etc cetera, etc cetera. and Hannibal Burris had made a joke afterward that was like you know Bill Cosby you're you're telling me to pull my pants up because that was one of the things that Bill yeah. mentioned in the pound cake speech he was like you know mm-hmm. we're we're living these ghetto lives you know we're going around illiterate with our pants sagging and everything yeah not taking care of ourselves and we wonder what the problem is in our communities and it's us yeah and and in some way, you know, that that may be true, but you cannot shame us. Yeah. Um but here you are, Bill telling everybody to pull their pants up and not be Shanique not name your kids Muhammad and Shaniqua and Shaquana or whatever. Yeah. And you're out here date raping women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a the biggest Like are we sp- are we supposed to sweep hypocrisy. that under the rug, man? Hell no. Not at all. I mean his infamous speech, there were some truths in it. You know, you make your bed, you gotta lay in it a little bit like that. But there's a lot of other factors, you know. Hold your hold your fucking self accountable, Bill. Hold yourself accountable before you try to preach. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a lot of those uh, Catholic priests, you know. Before yeah. You, before you preach, how about you stop touching my kids? Yeah, absolutely. You know, stuff like that. Like, hold yourself accountable, Bill. I mean, hey, Bill, if you're listening, hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable, Bill. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was only... When did The Dark Knight come out? Oh, fucking... 2007, 2008? Maybe. Dude, I thought I was going to go way later than that. I was going to say 11. 2011? I was going to say 11. I feel like that was about... 12. I mean, Bill, man, you know... I know these are are dark times, but... Mm -hmm. You know, they say you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and at eighty one, you're a villain. You man. better do some good shit and then just kick the bucket, man. <laughs> like, yeah. as it stands, all of your hero shit from before the Huxtables, the Fat Alberts, the, the donations to African American yeah, colleges, the donations, the fucking shit kids say or whatever that show was called. It's <laughs> fucking all that shit's gone. It is man from the American from well not even just the American from the entire world's public perspective of you all that shit's gone because, down the drain because it's like what 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 were your donations if not leverage you know what were your donations and your contributions to to black art and entertainment mm-hmm. you know being having one of the the I think the first black family sitcom yeah absolutely with uh with a a whole black nuclear family mm-hmm. where yeah. both of the parents were employed Mm-hmm. And in, I guess, I don't know, estimable positions. Yeah, I think it was like 
it came way before Fresh Prince. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, and I can't remember any of the other ones. I mean, there's that show. Fuck. I can't remember that show. What, what was the, the people who, it was the two black guys and one the old guy, he owned like a junk lot. Oh, Sanford, like and Sanford and Son. Yeah. Sanford and Son. That's not a whole nuclear family at all. No, it's not. So, yeah, you're probably right on that. But, I mean, you lay the groundwork. And then you pulled it. You pulled the towels back up right behind yourself. Yeah. After that, but you gotta do a whole lot of good shit in prison. You gotta hope you live long enough to do good shit, so you're not remembered. I mean, but what? What can you do? He admitted himself that he did that. I I think he pleaded not guilty, dude. Did he? Yeah. I thought he admit. I thought he did. I don't think he. I don't think he pleaded guilty at all. I think he pleaded not guilty, and then he got charged guilty. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's crazy. So I mean, he tried to he tried to say he didn't do it. He tried to to do the whole no comment thing a whole lot, which is not good. Don't definitely don't want to say no comment when sixty women come forward and say you fucked me when I didn't want to mm-hmm. be fucked. You definitely don't want to say hmm, no comment on that. Right. He just he became not only like a person that everybody thinks is despicable now, but he's like a laughing stock now, right? It's yeah. Like, hey, can you believe Bill Cosby fucking? It's just like. I don't know what he can do. He's got to write a book. <laughs> He's got to write a book. Can right can, can he write a book? Can he OJ this way? Can he OJ his way out of it? <laughs> OJ couldn't OJ himself out of that. Um, oh my god! Like, He's basically OJ Simpson himself, though. The yeah, next. That's a good comparison. I think the next one down, the next big, the next star who's gonna fall? R. Kelly. It's gotta be. God, is he a star still? No, he's not. But, <laughs> but his his antics have carried on for so. He is for older people. Okay, I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. He can he can perform for older audiences, but yeah. his antics have carried on for so long, mm-hmm. and the whispers are going around now that like he's he's gonna be the next one. He's got like sex camps and everything where oh, he God. keeps the yes. I think I've. heard heard a little bit about that actually so yeah yeah i mean he already did the thing where he peed on a little girl yeah so i mean like how much like how much more are people gonna see and like be shocked by you know i mean there's that and then like i if it's not r kelly then it's drake really really okay drake is is hanging out with 18 year old models for dinner yeah texting millie bobby brown but I mean, you gotta think of where he's at in life. But you gotta think about where she's at in life. Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. Educate me. She's uh, she is the character eleven on Stranger Things. Oh, okay, so a, a child. Yes. Okay, gotcha. At at thirty one, Drake is yeah. I think Drake is thirty three. I mean, do we know what he's saying though? No. So I mean, like, but at the same time, like, what what could. What could Drake be texting her about? I love the show. I feel like that that's probably the most appropriate thing you could say. Yeah. Through a text message. I love Stranger Things. You gotta talk to the director, get me on there. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I something like that is all I can think of that's not inappropriate. Or like I hope something. I hope he's not like, you know, snapping selfies in the club or in in the not. In the gym or wherever Drake hangs out at, he could he could have said something like, "Man, I lo- hey, I loved you on Stranger Things. You want to come out to, like, my next show or something? Get VIP passes, come backstage, something like that." I he don't could know, have said man. Something like that, and that's like bordering. 
I mean, even the the simple things can be seen as more uh, can be seen as you know malicious. Yeah, yeah that's true. Drake, I'm 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 definitely cautious to call that anything bad. Though, he, yeah. He's on the watch list. He's on the watch. He's list on the right watch now. list. Man. I do have a piece of hot news that All I right. just learned about right before I came out here. All right, let's hear it. You know, smoke perp. Smoke perp. What about him? His Twitter account just got suspended. Really? Just got suspended because he started screaming shit about the Freemasons and how every popular rapper right now has had sex with rich Jewish men that were in the Freemasons to get the money that they have now. And he specifically named a fuck ton of rappers before he got suspended. This is the first episode of our podcast. Let's not get erased. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm I'm not saying whether I believe it or not. I definitely don't believe it, by the way. (laughs) But I'm just, I'm just telling you what I just learned. All right. And it was because one of my friends, Byron, he posted it in a Discord. And I just read it, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) All I know, he was listing Kanye West. He was listing J. Cole. He was listing all sorts of the biggest names. Coincidence, I think not. (laughs) Then he got suspended. Which, I mean, he broke guidelines on Twitter because he, like, one, he was screaming about Jewish men and then homosexuals and then specifically like flaming and trying to defame people so uh, he was like the industry's trying to shut me up and I ain't gonna shut up no longer they're going to sex parties wearing masks and they were kids when they got fucked like and eyes so, wide shut yeah, yeah, yeah smoke perp he's he's on something he's, dude he, he's, he's he's either on something or on to something he's perp the prophet man <laughs> He's definitely a fucking. All right, man. Freak. So, so when we get out of here, you know, you gotta, you gotta check your blinds and everything. Oh, make sure there's no, yeah. make sure there's no men in black walking around no, your house. Yeah, don't you, you say the word Freemasons and you're on a list now. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> like they, they got you. I mean, hey, watch. Freemasons, if you're listening, I will fuck you for a million dollars. He said that. Those are his words. <laughs> Look, if, I don't, if all I gotta do is fuck an old Jewish man to get to be Kanye West, sign me the fuck up. That's I don't, all I'm saying. I don't co-sign that. <laughs> I don't co-sign that. You know, that's a fucking bargain. <laughs> In my books, that's a bargain. <laughs> so I'm saying, Freemasons, hey, hit me up. You know, and uh, you know, if you're the, if you're here for episode two of the podcast, I'm gonna be very happy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Um, we covered a lot of shit from heavy shit to fun shit. We we did, man. I mean, and I think along along with today's topic, you know, and holding yourself accountable. Let's pull let's pull the positivity out of holding yourself accountable. Yeah. And I think, you know, something big in holding ourselves accountable was pulling off today's episode. Um, and I'm not going to call it just yet until it's actually published, but yeah. just meeting up today and actually recording it. Yeah. And getting it to happen because this was something that we talked about since 2015. Yeah, definitely. It's been a fucking long time. It, it it was it used to be logistical issues and also like cold feet have been a big thing for a long time and stuff like that. But just finally getting our foot in the door, absolutely, is really important here. Yeah. So like we're here now. It's like it's kind of like starting to go to the gym. You know, the first time you go is the most important time. Mm-hmm. You know, just get your foot in the door, get it started, and the rest will take itself, you know? And this podcast is going to take itself, hopefully, and, you know, um, episode two is probably going to be 
next month this might be a, a monthly release you know i think that's a, a good little window we're not going to try to rush any yeah. content or anything like that of course you know we're, we're just going to get on the air mm-hmm. whenever we feel like it whenever you know we get the time yeah. and we're going to be here to talk and hopefully you can be there to talk to us we Absolutely. are actually setting up an email right now so that we can communicate with our listeners it's actually going to be <laughs> well, we both pointed at each other. <laughs> Look, that's the first time I've fucking heard of that. <laughs> so have to, you might have to edit this part out. <laughs> we, we, we might have to. Um, you have to record something later with the, the uh, email. Insert email here. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, I'm, I, I had a good time recording. Yeah. You know, this this is a good time, man. You Absolutely. Know? And I think we're actually just going to wrap up the episode here. Mm-hmm. And then you got about an hour's worth of content. We do, out. we do, and it's probably it may come down to forty minutes, but I feel yeah. like that's some good. That's that's enough content to Absolutely. listen to, you know. On, Next time, hope, I'll figure something out and get a more like comfortable situation where we're not interrupted all the time and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have some decent equipment, just like a laptop or something. Absolutely, I have a blue Yeti. Really? Yeah, and we could use that. Next time, man. Absolutely. We're only going to make the podcast better. We're only going to make the show better for your listening ears. Mm-hmm. I am Swoosh the Sanin, and this has been my co-host, Moody. Moody. And hopefully you enjoyed the sounds coming from the mic, sounding nice.